If you haven't signed up for the Discord channel, please do so at MajorDomainMedia.com. There's a link that will take you to our community where they're, they just tee off on Chris Ying because he says like way too much. Like Chris Ying. They, they like... can tee off on people that make content like Chris Ying. Free content, may I remind you. Um, and uh, we have great discount codes uh, for Athletic Brewing. It's uh, the end of dry January. Um, something I celebrate a lot more these days. Dry January month. You can celebrate that with Athletic Brew, uh, the best non-alcoholic beer, Cometeer coffee. Uh, I think I have too many per day, but that's a good thing. It changes my coffee game, and uh, people come to my place and just steal Cometeer. And all things any day, working on something very cool. Microwave will change your game. Uh, we got great discount codes on all things Momofuku at shop.momofuku.com. You can visit us. There and there's a discount code for our air dried noodles. We have some more flavors coming out this year. Our salt spices, and I got to re up on my savory salt myself because I use it on everything. Um, all right, enough with the plugging. Let's get on to the show. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Demo Media. Thank you, Yola Tango. We're in our brand new studio, and um, this is our fourth different studio here at Spotify. There's an endless supply of studios, and um, we got to know the original. We've been coming into a, 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 like a side studio for the B team, the JV squad as us, and we've got to know the people that work security quite well. They're quite nice. I don't think the well, now we're in the the varsity studio. They don't like us as much. I, I felt that a little bit. I walked into the JV. We, I, <laughs> I'm sure Spotify and the Ringer don't describe them as JV and varsity studios. But I walked in there today and I was like, "Ooh, actually, I just found out I'm I'm on the other yeah. side." And she was like, "All right, see you later." And uh, I did one of those things that I, I got the same expression that my wife gives me when uh, I'm trying to leave the door because we have child lock on. And I always try to open the door when it's locked and you can't do it when someone's pressing unlock and it's locked, you know, that mechanism. Yes. So it's like you wait and then you, you can't get the timing right. So when she presses unlock, I think she's pressing it. She's not. So this similar thing happened today where I was walking into the door. It's locked. Everything's locked. High security here. And, oh, it's locked. I'm going to wait. I make eye contact with the, the person behind the desk. Mm -hmm. I wait Eight seconds? An appropriate amount of you time. You saw. I yeah, waited yeah, an appropriate yeah. amount of time. And I don't know. This is my first time. The last time I was here, it, the door is open. It's my first time. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking an eight-second pause is enough for me to open up. Because there's nothing worse. Like, if you live in New York City, sometimes the, there's, like, a, a, a virtual doorman person. And if you press the door to get into the inner foyer, do foyer door, you, you might miss it. So you're like stuck. And then the person that opened the door or answered the buzzer has now left. And there's a huge wait because you're stuck. Yeah, I know this moment very well. Anyway, I was trying to just like, I, I was expecting that it was buzzed in and I tried to open it. And she gave me the, you motherfucker. So you were trying to avoid. Okay, so I, know I was you, trying to I know be the exact curious. door you're talking about because you pull on it. It's a big, heavy door, and it yeah. makes like a big rattling sound when you try to open it, and it's locked. And you were trying to wait. You were trying to not rattle, 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 rattle. No, I, I just I was trying not to because you know what? I would imagine that would be annoying as hell. So sitting on the other side of that door just now, I thought to myself, I couldn't see you yet. I heard the, the initial try to pull, 
And I, I actually had this thought, Dave. I was I sat there and thought to myself, huh. This, this, did he leave? Did whoever try to cut in leave? This he's he's letting it sit there for a long time. They're not buzzing him in. I actually occurred to me it was a long wait. It was a long wait to get in. It was around eight to ten seconds, really closer to ten seconds. And then when I opened it again, I saw her mouth, and I was locked out. She's basically like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> this, is, this is totally the equivalent though of like, this is our first time we've ever flown first class. <laughs> We're just we don't no, know how it works. I, up I don't here. take any responsibility here. I thought I was being courteous, and by being courteous. Turn out I was asshole. No, I don't think I was asshole. No, now you just got to keep rattling the door until somebody lets you in. I feel you. And um, we just huffed down some burritos. Very quick burritos. I I made the poor order of getting a quesadilla. Not quesadilla is never a bad thing, but we've been ordering it from Chewy's. We like it a lot. Yeah. The quesadilla was wonderful. I think you can't get it to go. I tried to get Chris Ying and Gabby some uh, burritos. Normally we get burritos there. I got a fully loaded quesadilla, <laughs> and it dawned on me that it was basically a burrito, uh, a deconstructed burrito in quarters. Yeah. And I will never order a quesadilla there again. It was delicious, but very messy. Well, I should have just gotten a burrito and closed. At the end of the day, the real thing that got you was we know there is a correct order there. We know there's something spectacular. That bean and cheese burrito is unbelievable. You were doing some due diligence exploring the rest of the to-go menu. Yeah. But I think it just confirmed our initial belief. Did I eat a potato taco on the way over? I did. (laughs) And as I was walking from Chewy's to the Spotify studio, just a trail of, you could find me because I left a trail of shredded cheese. Just trying to help out the rodents here. (laughs) They pack it with a lot of cheese. People, I think, recognizing me, and I didn't give a F. I was just trying to get this down my my gullet. Give me your true answer here. When you talk about the the crispy taco, they're very, very good. When you do this, these sort of, how do we want to even walking and eating? They don't do that in Asia. They don't do that in In, Asia. In China, they do. In Japan, we do a squat and eat in China. They do not. You know what you don't do in Japan? Walk and eat. Well, walk and drink. You can't walk because you you don't want to be stuck with garbage for the rest of your life. It just doesn't happen. Real question. When you do, what do we how what do we want to call that secret extra order? Like the you go to the restaurant, you order enough food for everybody, but a little a little snack for the orderer. Do they see you or not see you? Well, I'm, so I, I just want to know what do you do you consider that to be a secret order? No, it's a, it's a canopy. It's a canopy. How often? Real talk. You just admitted to me that you had the case. Yeah. <laughs> that you had a canopy. Mm-hmm. How often do you end up admitting your canopy? I don't give a shit. I'll tell people all the time. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it for you guys as a gift, but I wasn't going to buy tacos and a burrito. A burrito right. would suffice. And I was doing research. Had I just gotten a burrito, I would not have had a taco. So, the, okay, I, I hear you. I hear you. The quesadilla, because it's a little smaller, Felt like you had license for a canopy. I feel that. Yeah. That's, that's perfectly sound logic. I would probably argue that my crispy taco and my quesadilla had less calories and fat than my burrito. Than your one burrito. I would, yes. Primarily because my burrito had rice in it too. I feel like I'm one of those those fitness dietitians on TikTok that go around saying like, well, you could eat that salad, but if you look at the nutrition levels and the carbs and the protein, it's not enough as this sandwich. So that's a lie. It's a lie they're telling you. You're better off eating a hearty sandwich. And that's basically what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. <laughs> You're just doing some rough, rough math. Anyway, um, I was at an investment thing with Acre. And, uh, uh, one of um, one of these portfolio companies or something was holding an event in Laguna Beach. And uh, you're doing this drink and social hour type of thing. Mm-hmm. I did meet like an Italian prince. It looked like Machiavelli. And like every hour, he changed his clothes. It was I awesome. Did, I did meet an Italian prince. Okay, go on. I can't name what his family owns, but everyone goes there. <laughs> <laughs> so Very, a- very charming man. And just extremely uh, sartorial. How about that word? Wow. wow. I did it. Wow. I pulled it out. Fashionable, sartorial. Wow, okay. And uh, he, changed, he changed every 90 minutes or so. It was amazing. Like just a new ensemble. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Anyway, the other fabulous, fabulously dressed person was a was um, <laughs> I meet him, and he's dressed 
looks very, very f- fancy, but comfortable. Like a Brioni sweater type stuff. It looks like James Bond, not in a suit. Uh-huh. And we're talking. There's a couple other people that know each other. And they're like, hey, you should meet this guy, Dave Chang. And I was like, oh, pleasure. It's like, well, what do you, you know, what do you do type of thing? I don't even know how that came up because I don't ask that question. What do you do? I hate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it comes out. You say what car do you drive? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how expensive was that sweater? <laughs> So I found out that he's in AI and automation for pastry. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. We did a series called Hulu, Next Thing You Eat. Well, we know a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, it's got to be tough, right? Automation, blah, 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 blah. Seems that we're 10 to 12 years out. He's like, no, no, we, we've done it. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, who? Just me and my brother, we created it in 2004. I was like, oh, I created Momofuku. And in my head, I'm mean, created Momofuku in 2004. Like. And someone said, hey, okay, T- tell, tell Dave how much you did in revenue last year. Oh, we did five and a half billion dollars. Um, yeah. What? Have I been eating this? Have we I, will, eating I will say that everyone's had his croissants. Oh, boy. Yeah. Amazing. Five and a half billion? It was like in the billions of dollars. And uh, I thought the guy, I was just like, well, I clearly chose the wrong career path. My God. Yeah. My God. Well, this was the big revelation from Next Thing You Eat too, which was like everything we I thought, thought was far out was here. It was he was just starting it. I didn't know that. Like, oh yeah, we 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 invented it. It's a fully automated croissant pastry type of thing. Now this is not the Italian prince. This was just at the same time. No, place the Italian prince was uh at another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we were aware that uh Italy is not a monarchy, but it's still an Italian prince. It's not a monarchy? I just said that, and then I was like, wait, is Italy a monarchy? I have Discord open right now, Chang. Let's do it. I was, um, because we're supposed to be doing an Ask Dave, and I threw the question out there of what you call that little bonus meal. I said you called it a canapé. You want to hear some other suggestions? Yeah. Dan Sachs calls it the delivery fee, which I think is good. Mm. Uh, D. Wibben says it's called my shame. Chubby Panda, driver snack. No, it's delivery fee. That's the winner. Gift with purchase. Self-care. Uh, I think delivery fee. I, I like canapé, but delivery fee is good. That's good. Um, we got some We got some Discord questions if you are uh, ready to answer. Let's go. I think we've covered some version of this before, but Plato on Discord was wondering, and I think apropos of our conversation with our sewage expert, how do you properly dispose— Plato as in the Greek philosopher? Yes, Plato as in the Greek philosopher, somehow on our Discord— how do you properly dispose of dirty cooking oil? At home. At home? Yeah. I try to pour it in an old container. And then do you... Freeze it. And then eventually it makes its way. It eventually disappears. It disappears. <laughs> eventually you're supposed to take it to whatever recycling center. But if you've got... Do you do that? How often do you do that? I put it in my DeLorean. If you, your fusion, yeah. Mr. Fusion. Let me... I, I want to know... Let's say you've just shallow fried something and there's less than a quarter inch of oil there. Are you getting out the container and putting in there or are you doing something else? I'll, I try to always put all my oil in an old container or a coffee can or something. Okay. Not that people have coffee cans. It's usually an old, any plastic bottle that you have. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan wants to know, vegetable peelers... Straight handle or the Y shape? The Y shape. But also, I, I think I remember reading this on Discord. The knife is faster if you're really good at preparing a knife. What do you do at home? The Y? It depends whatever is closest to me. Again, arm's reach. Mm. <laughs> Oftentimes, I'll do a paring knife because it, it's there. Yeah. I'm too lazy to actually go to the drawer to get the, the, the peeler. But that's something that I actually want us to make, too. Like do a you, really good peeler. Yeah. That's cheap. Do you... When you use paring knife, are you trying to pull the peel off, let's say, an apple all in one? Are you trying to do the the Iron Chef Sakai? No, it's just normal. Just you peel it out. You want to peel it? No, I peel it in one. Yeah. No, oh, it's normal for you to peel it all yeah. in one. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm with you on the Y shape, though. I think the, the straight straight peeler is useless. Can't can't get behind that one. Uh, there was some discussion on Discord. There was not a specific question, but I noticed, and I don't know if you weighed in on this. There were there were there was a little debate on on whether you spread mayo or butter on the outside of a grilled cheese yeah. sandwich. There is no chance in hell I'm putting mayonnaise on a yeah. grilled cheese. Who's doing that? 
I, it, it became a bon appetit thing. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. That was that trend. I remember now. Why yeah. would you do that? I'm sure, even if it works, which I'm sure it does. I'm not doing that. I don't want that. No. Just what? There's only dairy. Yeah. Dairy and bread. That's it. Yeah. No eggy, eggy oil no. emulsion. Um, w Bender W. I noticed made a, some sort of nabe for Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. And somebody was asking about all of the various fish balls and, and uh, s- toppings in the nabe. What's going on over there? Oh, I spilled. That's why you're not <laughs> supposed to drink in the Spotify studio. Um, and W. Bender W. said that one of the things in their, in their New Year's nabe was a burdock stuffed fish ball. And it got me thinking. I've never heard your overrated, underrated, or general opinion I love of burdock. Gobo is great. Can you explain what it is and yeah, it's a it's very simple, similar to salsify. Not in flavor though. It's medicinal flavor. It has like a little like very strong herbaceous flavor. Does I don't know. I always I have a pickles. I can't do. I can't. Do I love really gobo. gobo. It's great. It's a little too much for me. No salsify. I love salsify too. Why do you not see salsify anywhere? Because it's a gobo and salsify are pain in the asses to clean. Just from because they're it oxidizes really fast. Okay. And it's just, but they just need to be peeled and then get it got like dealt with immediately. Mm, I think it's too much work for people mm-hmm. to do, but salsify is great. The only place I think I've ever seen salsify in my entire life was at was when I was 18 years old eating at Gary Danko in San Francisco. Good old Gary Danko. Good old Gary Danko. And then I don't know what, what led me to do this. It was like an oysters with salsify or something. Well, it makes sense because salsify has an oyster. Some people call it oyster root. Is that right? That is true. You oh. can look that up. It makes sense. Uh, does, does it, am I, am I right? Oyster. Look at you, man. Yeah. Oyster plant. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only place I've ever had it. <laughs> and I'm glad we, we paid the compliment of like that, that dish makes sense because I don't know what came over me, but I looked up the Gary Danko menu within the last like two months and um, dish is still on there. <laughs> well, I bet you it's delicious. Um, what else we got here? Our own Gabby submitted this question. Very, very simple question for you, Dave, and I'm I'm interested to hear your answer. What's the best way to improve your home cooking techniques, i.e., how to chop an onion real fast? You need to have a sharp knife. Yeah. And you need out you need to know how to hold a knife and the vegetable properly, first and foremost. You also need to have a cutting board that is firm. That won't be moving around. I would say majority of people seem to just have a floating cutting board. That might majority because most cutting boards seem to be thin and warped. Yeah. And, um, and way too small. Yeah. And then you just have to cut yourself a bunch. Like a bunch. Yeah. The other thing I remember noting. I mean, that sounds like a mean answer, but it's true. Yeah. Um, when you were starting out as a professional cook. The the cuts you have are not really deep, but you cut yourself all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And you learn. I remember being in culinary school thinking to myself, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to do this. There's no way in hell. There's no way. What did that look like? In, so I've never, I've never. Training for a marathon. I would say this, Gabby, you got to approach this the same way as running for a marathon. For real. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> no, I mean, if you were going to train for a marathon, what would you do? Could you do it overnight? How would you do it? Well, you just got to start running. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to want to get better knife skills quickly, you just have to start cutting stuff all the time. Well, there's no, for quick, example, there's no quick way to it. No, that's it. Unless, you know. Repetition. Yeah, that's it. What did this look like in culinary school for you? When you, I imagine most people who go into culinary school don't actually have any of the things that you just said in terms of how to hold. No, well, thing. that's not true. In cooking school, and I'm sure it's the same in CIA as it was in the FCI, and I don't really even know what the FCI is called anymore, or I think it's out of business now, but in my class and in every class in cooking schools, and if anybody went to cooking school, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have the individual or at least one individual mm-hmm. in every class mm-hmm. that says, I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> as in, I don't, I'm too good to be here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. I'm so good. I don't know what I'm doing here. Or my parents are making me do this. Or it's the only way I could like get a visa or some bullshit like that. 
There's always somebody that says, answer, they're not even teacher's pets. They, they, they go to the instructor and they try to explain themselves to the instructor. And every... They go to the instructor and say, hey, listen, I'm, if you need any help yeah. with it's the teaching, worst version. I'm here for you. I can, I, can, I can do demos if you need. Yeah. They will say, like, look how fast I'm done. I'm done. You know, it's like Billy Madison in kindergarten. It's like, I'm done. And what's the quality of their work look like? Um, I don't think a single successful chef has ever come out of an individual like that. I mean, talk about what we said. We're, Seriously, I mean, what we're discussing. Like, these on the are last the pod. these are actually the shittiest. Some of the shittiest. They're just not. Yeah, they, it's the worst thing to have. A uh, you need to have an open mind mm-hmm. and have some kind of humility, um, and always know that you can get better. But there's always somebody that says, "I'm awesome. What am I doing here?" Mm-hmm. And then. They are also trying to be the teacher's assistant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what does that, I've never, I actually have no idea. What does is, what is vegetable prep 101 look like at culinary school? Is it just, you get the knife I cuts. show you how to dice an onion and then you do 12 quarts or what is it? You know, I still use the French laundry. There's a page in the French laundry that has every knife cut that you would need in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And they're actually photo to the size in relation that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that and do that well and do it with your eyes closed, then yes. But even still, what you learn in kitchens will never matter. I thought that I was doing brunoise. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for professional chefs that said, that's not brunoise. All you need to do is look at when you get a mignonette, mm-hmm. you know you're in a serious restaurant. Yeah. A very serious restaurant. When the brunoise of the shallots are identical so I was just watching a cut of a show that we're making right now where you went into a kitchen here in L.A. And you saw like a little, not a deli cup, a small little ramekin of perfectly brunoise shallot. And you you made a remark. Like, do you remember like what this seed is? Like how like most people would actually brunoise a shallot and what the hard way is? Yeah, most people brunoise like they watch on TV. They cut horizontally and then vertically like an and onion. then chop across like an onion. That's what I thought it was until, again, this, the, the listenership probably has zero idea what I'm talking about. But if you're a professional cook, and actually, no, that's not true. Many professional cooks don't even know this. You have to work in specific kinds of kitchens that give a shit about this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that if you don't work in a specific kind of kitchen like this, it means like it's less awesome or it's less amazing. It's just a very rigorous, exact way of cooking. Mm-hmm. And... When you have shallots and you need two quarts, so you basically need a pound, at least a pound, maybe two pounds of brunoise on uh, uh, shallots, maybe half a quart, maybe a pint. You got to first peel the shallots. And if you ever open a shallot in half, you'll see that they're not even. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're not like an onion where you can see a cross section like a tree. The layers are relatively even. And then you get to the center bulb. The shallot rarely is that perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm saying they can't, but they're extremely irregular. Mm-hmm. And they're growing crazy. They grow crazy. They're wild, right? In terms of their shape. You're never going to see the same shallot cut in half the same. Yeah. Some are torpedoes. Some are bulbous. Some and are- how they come across and the, the width of the layers are always irregular. Mm-hmm. So... To, to brunoise shallot properly, you first need a blade that is super thin, super, super thin. That's important. You can't do it with a Western knife, number one, unless it's a, a paring knife, because that blade is going to be too thick and you're going to just break it, even if it's sharp. In order to? To get a proper brunoise. It has to be like a, a thinner than a razor blade. Yeah. Um, but the thinness of the knife matters because you have to even out the it layers. It has to be. This is where Japanese precision matters, right? Um, So you are peeling layer by layer. If it's oftentimes you might be able to get two layers of a shallot, that's what you're hoping. That's like a best case scenario. You peel a layer and you get two layers of a shallot. And then what you do when you cut it in half, you see that it's almost like the hood of a car. It's shaped so there's four points on the shallot then that are (laughs) elevating it so it's not layering flush against the table. Or the cutting board. Yeah. So what you need to do then is press it flat and then cut the edges and square it away. Mm-hmm. So now you have a perfect square or rectangle. Mm-hmm. You need to do that for every one. And sometimes when you have shallots that are very irregular in its width, and almost all of them are, 
where the 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 the, the it gets sort of thinner as it as it shapes mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. You need to then square out and and make every layer of shallot as thin as a, a, a an even. So thirty seconds for one maybe one square inch. Mm-hmm. Or an inch and a half of shallots is quite possible. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Even if you're really good at it, it takes a lot of time to do it because it's just painstaking work. And then when you cut it, you know, it, it's it's a lot of work. I'm just sorry, I'm done it a lot. Let's say, uh, 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 and and then that the, oftentimes you see that in a mignonette, and I can probably say on a less than ten times in my life have I ever seen mignonette like perfect at, at another restaurant. Let's say, how, how much time does a pint of hour shallot represent? Hour for someone that's fast. Six hours for me. Minimum. <laughs> Minimum six hours. Yeah. And a lot of tears and a lot of bleeding. Uh, I had this thought the other day. I went to H-Mart and we bought a flounder, a flatfish. And it occurred to me, I have no idea how to clean a flatfish. Like I can clean most other shaped fish, but I, have no, I would have no idea how to do it. How often, if ever, are you running into some vegetable, plant, animal, whatever, that you don't even know how to approach? If I, if I had a giant bluefin tuna, I would have no idea. No idea how to do it. I mean, I do, but I, I don't have the knife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. But you're not running into just like a vegetable you haven't dealt with or something at this point. Do you remember when that would happen in, in restaurants, though, if, uh, if you had a prep task and they would say, of course, like, <laughs> you got this all the time, right, Dave? You need to prep 65 quarts of salsa fee, and it's the first time you've ever seen it. Are you the type of person who would... No, but I, this happened all the time. You just say, yes, chef, and you turn around and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but you would never say, I don't know how to do that, chef. You As chef now, what would you prefer your cook say? In honesty. Yes, chef, and then I want to see them figure out how to do it. Yeah, whether that's asking, whether that's looking it up, whether or, that's... Yeah, talking whatever. to somebody. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> um, Peacock wants to know if you've seen Avatar 2 yet, if you have a desire to. I have seen it. You saw the whole thing? Yeah. What'd you think? I told you I saw it. You told me this? Didn't I? No. Didn't I tell you when I was said I was on mushrooms? You didn't tell me any of this. What? No? Yeah, I saw it. It's great. Uh, like, as in it was a great movie or a great mushroom experience? It was great. <laughs> Such a you didn't see it? I didn't see it yet. No, it was, it was great. It's three and a half hours long. I know. Mushrooms lasted you the whole time? No, no, no. I didn't watch it on mushrooms. I explained, I don't, then, this. <laughs> I was on mushrooms when explaining to somebody that I watched it. <laughs> oh, so that's why you can't remember it. Yeah. You're somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, you watched it sober and you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was great, you're saying. It's enjoyable. Is it great? No. Is it better than Top Gun? No. <laughs> Top Gun is is your bar now, huh? I, I feel like with the Oscars coming out, I was just listening to. I love it when Wesley Morris is on the ring, uh, the Simmons podcast because mm-hmm. he's just awesome. Um, but they were going over the Oscar predictions, and it's, it seems like Top Gun may not win Best Picture, but the Fablemans will, mm-hmm. or it's Everything Everywhere at Once. And Avatar Two is not even in the conversation. I think it's part of it's nominated for Best Picture. That's not going to happen. Uh, can I, can I, can I say this is going to, what I, I enjoyed everything everywhere at once, but uh-oh. I feel like less of a Asian person. I didn't think it was spectacular. It was so hyped. Uh, how much hype did you, I was going to say, how much hype did you get? Everyone you around me for the most part said, this is the best film they've ever seen. Cho's like, this is the best film I've seen ever. It's the multiverse. It's, it's amazing. Um, Several people that I trusted. It was the best film. It, that kind of hyperbole is tough. Mm-hmm. They also said it's better in a movie theater, which I didn't watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't. I, I think it's a great film. I think the performances are great. I'm just. I, this is where I'm like, you can't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Costco chicken again. I think that. Here, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. This happened to me with Crazy Rich Asians, where every single person I knew was said, it's so funny. You've got to see Crazy Rich Asians. I love it's Crazy Rich so Asians. Accurate. I love everything everyone wants. I do. I just, it's not the best movie I've ever seen. Is that okay to say? 
Come on. I think everyone should watch it. Of course it's fair. It's, it's totally fine to say that. But man, I, I feel like I cannot talk about that. I can't. And it, Strictly from the like, you're selling out the. It's culture. amazing the 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 theme, the Asian themes there, and parents, and it's a beautiful story, and how they did it on a a shoestring budget, and you have Jamie Lee Curtis, the one of my favorite, Michelle Yeoh. It's unreal. You have Data in there. It's amazing. The actor who played Data. Yes, yes. But it's just not the greatest movie you've ever seen. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Ying is giving me this look. <laughs> I hope it does really well. I don't want to piss anybody off. And I think the, the do director's... Do you hope it wins the Oscar for Best Picture? What that's where want? I'm really conflicted. I want Top Gun. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Is that, is that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. I don't feel about everything everywhere once like I feel about Top Gun. And I, I feel terrible about it. Top Gun was just... The best movie experience I've had in years. You're just speaking your truth. That's fine. That's fine. And maybe it would be different if I saw everything everywhere at once. And it's quite possible if I saw it in the movie theater without any expectation, Mm -hmm. I would say it was beautiful. I thought, I love the story. It was super original. But I don't, (laughs) I don't love it as much as Top Gun. Is that crazy? Can I say that? I mean, this is the part where I'm supposed to throw you like a life raft, but I just like to see you squirm on this one. No, what do you think? You're not even talking about it. You don't even have a stance. You know why? Because I'm even worse than you. I haven't even seen it yet. Wow. I haven't even seen it yet. Wow. That's irresponsible. It's a, it's a great movie. It's irresponsible not to have seen it yet. But there are friends of mine that are Asian American that are, you have to. You have to see it. No, no, no I have to see it. It has to win. It has to win everything. And I get it. I get it. But I don't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I hope. I'm so happy that they crushed in the Golden Globes. But I want Top Gun to win Best Picture. Is that crazy? <laughs> it's not like Top Gun even needs it. What's funny is a lot of people, when they state their Oscar opinion, will say, and, you know, especially cultural critics will say, I want this movie to win because it's important for that movie to win for X, Y, or Z reason. You're not saying you want Top Gun to win because it signals a return of Hollywood, that the, you know, the 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 big movie studios are still alive. Your support of Top Gun is out of pure irrational love. Joy. Just love. The movie the makes product. me so happy. You know how many times I've seen Top Gun on Delta Airlines? <laughs> Every time on an airplane. Every time. And, and I even have it bought on my iPad, and I still watch it on Delta every time. The only reason I can't watch Top Gun when I'm on an airplane is I feel so lame. I'm just, I sit there and think, look what these airplanes can do, and I'm just sitting here. My brother <laughs> loves everything everything, everywhere at once. He hates Top Gun. Hates Top Gun. Hates Top Gun. No. I don't. I said you should go home now. Just as you you. <laughs> So I feel bad. I feel guilty. The passion that I have for Top Gun is how my close friends feel about everything everywhere at once. And I feel traitor-like. Do you feel they are... Now, do you feel like they are being I want to feel like them, but I can't. But I'm just being honest. Su- are they Would you rather it? me lie or be honest? I'm saying, do you think your friends are being dishonest? No, I think they genuinely... I, listen, they more. genuinely love everything everywhere at once. Hmm. I don't know if white people love it as much. I haven't talked to a white person that says they love it as much. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, I haven't talked to a white person. <laughs> Maybe that was also true. But <laughs> but my Asian American friends are staunchly behind it. And as am I, I'm just, you know, if Top Gun can't win it, then it needs to be everything everywhere at once. Okay. Hold on. I'm just letting the Discord know. I'm not getting to many questions because Dave is on a thing about Top Gun. <laughs> um. It's a fucking perfect movie. <laughs> Rocco or Ro- Rocco, Rocco wants to know. I don't want to piss off the brothers of everything everywhere at once. I don't want to piss off anybody. I, I just, I had to get it off my chest. <laughs> Apple.
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Rocco or Rocco? wants to know what's the worst chocolate in a box of C's candy, but I, I think we can extend this to if you get just a variety box yeah, of chocolate. Cher- it's cherry. The cherry-filled one is the worst one. Yeah, it's not a question. Uh, Roko seems to also want your opinion, and I think this is related, overrated, underrated on marzipan. No. <laughs> no, you refuse to answer, or no, you refuse to eat it. Uh, you put that in the Turkish delight category. <laughs> I fear, By the way, watching Ottoman Empire on Netflix. Still watching this. No, there was a reference to Turkish Delight you, when Vlad the Dracula received. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. Vlad no, the, his last name was Dracula. Right, 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 right. Vlad. Vlad. Received with the uh, uh, Met, um, Medved. Medhead? Medved? Medhead? Fuck. Mehmet, excuse Mehmet. me. Mehmet II's emissary for peace. He delivered gold. And Turkish delight. Uh, now I feel bad hating it if it originated in Constantinople. Do you think one of the reasons why Vlad was so mad was because of Turkish delight? I just, I still can't believe how brutal that show was, man. <laughs> I think about it all the time. Okay, you think about it all the time. Did you? Do you ever think was there a time or place or version of Turkish delight that was good, or is it just a bad idea? Period. If I never had. Delicious things. And if I was in the 13th century, and it's rose water and it's sweet and it's got confectioner sugar on it, then yeah, it's the greatest thing of all time. It's, mm-hmm. but it's not anymore. <laughs> I mean, at some point, an Arabian horse was the fastest way to get around. Right, right. It's not anymore. Silent movies were one time the best way to watch a movie. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, so no on marzipan. I'm also a no on marzipan. Ugh. I just, I can't deal with it. It can turn in. I wish marzipan creations looked as good as they tasted as good as they looked. Yes. Yeah. I feel the same way about anything. What is the, they cat, you know, marzipan is cat. It's culinary catfish. <laughs> Cause they look so delightful yeah. and they can be shaped into wonderful little yeah. sculptures, an adorable little penguin. It's a lie. You, and they get, you know, what's, you know what the worst part about it? You know what makes it catfishing? Because many times they will shape it into other foods. Yeah, I know. It's catfish. Look at this beautiful strawberry, and you bite into it, and you I say, think "We just came up with the term culinary catfish." <laughs> we got to be able to distinguish it from the actual catfish mm. that you eat culinarily. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's culinary hoodwinking. Uh, Liberté, égalité, hot honey. That's Catherine. Wants to know how many pairs of kitchen shears is too many. We have five. She also has five, mm. and then I think. Maybe it was Chubby Panda who said they have eight. Good. Why do you have five? <sighs> Different dishes. 
right? Because sometimes you're, you're cutting raw okay, things. So let, me, let me back up. Let me back up. Five of the same shears or five different varieties of so shears? So we have three that are uh, you can take apart yes, and clean. That they, they easily slip apart, yeah. We have two that are black that are not. Um, and I don't use them as much unless I really need to. Those are, what kind of handles? Are we talking like all metal iron, construction? All, all iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have one really, really nice one. Um, and I have one in storage that's like a gold handle. Mm-hmm. But it does, it's not real what gold. What makes the really nice one really nice? And what do you save that you'll for? Lose, you'll lose digits. <laughs> it's so sharp. Are you, are you a, two questions. Do you sharpen your no. shears? No. It's the same thing. I mean, when I said, if you're going to buy a serrated blade, you should just buy it the cheapest one possible because you're never going to sharpen it. I remember getting comments and being um, DM'd a ton being, look, dude, you're so wrong. You can definitely sharpen it. If you take like 10X sandpaper, roll it up and you shave the sides down, you can get it sharp. By hand, yeah. That's exactly why you should buy a cheap serrated blade and never sharpen it. Mm-hmm. I will never do that ever, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And I will never use my kitchen shears so they're that sharp. I don't need that precision, which is why the super sharp one I almost rarely ever use. I want it to be blunt almost because I'm using it for extremely, you know, simple tasks like cutting chicken or cutting seaweed or cutting noodles. I don't need it sharp. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sharpen it. Could I? Yeah. Am I? No. Uh, shears come into play every day for you? So much. That's why we need more than three. I want to get more of the disposable, not disposable, the one that I can take apart and clean because I hate putting the ones that I can't in the dishwasher or something because I'll almost always have one cutting raw chicken or something or noodles. I'll put that in a sink or it's already in the dishwasher. Then that's why you're already down a pair. So you need one. I need one. I'm using it every day. Yes. Uh, Confession. I've grown so accustomed to using shears on a daily basis that when I'm at a house, say my in-law's house that doesn't have necessarily a pair of kitchen shears, I may have used a pair that just says sharper. Say, say you have uh, <laughs> some fiskers. white relatives without saying you have white relatives. <laughs> I'm just saying I may have used some regular arts and crafts scissors for cooking. Maybe. Maybe that happened. I still don't place. understand why left-handed scissors don't work for right-handed people. What is that? I know. It's amazing. What's weird is I can't even use them in my left hand. It doesn't work for me. There's some um, kind of magic trick. Uh, but that being said, if you didn't eat Asian food, you don't really need scissors. I think it's... It's a convenience. No, I think that you can use it in other I honestly... It's why we named the restaurant Scissors in mm. Korean. Because mm. it's so... It's such a Korean thing to take a household item and find many uses for it. But I'll never forget the time that I was in Singapore at a restaurant and I saw someone take out four older women... One of them, they all took out their own scissor boxes. Like at the table. Like a clutch, right? Seated. One customers. woman took out an, a Louis Vuitton-like clutch. Shut I shit cup. you not. With her own. Singapore, man. They were. They were yeah. And like, like out came pool, like, a, a, like the Excalibur of scissors. To do, what were they eating? To do what? They cut their own food. Everyone had their own pair of scissors. What? Yeah. I just thought that was evolution of the highest order. They evolved. They're amazing. I can only imagine your just gaping look on your face just in awe admiration. I got to say, I don't know if they all did, but I know that at least the other person in front of them did. So maybe the other two on the right did, and I'm assuming that they did. What a... But she had her own fucking Louis Vuitton clutch thing that was clearly not meant for scissors, or maybe it was. I don't know. I don't have a fucking Louis Vuitton. But it was... It was a... It had the that that thing... The, the pattern. Maybe it was a fucking fake. Louis Vuitton kitchen shears case. No. <laughs> no. Hey, what do you, uh, how, who do you have to be, how good at pool do you have to be to bring your own cue to the pool hall, to the bar? I'm not good at pool. Would you, would you, <laughs> how good do you have to be to bring your own pool cue? Like, no, you can never bring your own pool cue to the pool hall, I feel like. I've honestly never really been to a pool hall. What? Yeah. How bad are you at pool? When did I always play golf? How bad are you at pool? I'll rip the fucking felt. (laughs) Are you better at pool or darts? Neither. 
Do you, are you good at any of those sort of drinking, drinking beer? Games? I'm good at. <laughs> All right. Do you think you're still good at drinking beer? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Unequivocal. Yes. Even you know that I am. Even out of practice. Yes. I guess it's true. This is the Brian Scalabrini all over again, right? Yeah. You might think he hasn't played in the league for a while, but he shows up. You can still put him down with the best of them. <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, let's see. What else are people wondering about? Roka was wondering if we'll ever consider live streaming the podcast on a platform like Twitch or YouTube, Dave. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Is that your 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 alt account, Rocco? <laughs> might be. Might be. Roko. Uh, let's see. What else are people wondering about? Oh, apropos of that question of, of peeling and working with shallots and, and difficult to do things, AC Slater wanted to know your most hated ingredients that you ever have to cook with. Hmm. That's a good question. Hmm. From a, I'm assuming you're thinking along the lines of worst thing to prep, worst thing to have to work with, mm. most annoying mm. task, right? Not mm. from a, not from a taste or whatever perspective, mm. just purely... Well, there's the classic sugar cane shrimp. Yeah. That seemed like a nightmare. Um, opening up Taylor Bay scallops, pain in the ass. Sea urchin, pain in the ass. Mm. Um, I've talked about green almonds, pain in the ass. Um, pomegranate, pain in the ass. Pomegranate, major pain in the ass. Um, How much coconut work have you had to do? Almost none. Coconut, pain, pain in the, the ass. ass. Um, pig heads, pain in the ass. <laughs> um... Yeah. I don't know what else. Whoa. Gabby just texted me a photo. Is this what you saw, Dave? Maybe that's what it. <laughs> she just texted yeah. me a photo of yeah. some. We'll show it to the camera. But that was it was also in a clutch. Oh, it was in a little box case, yeah. too. A little Louis Vuitton yeah, yeah, yeah. Shears yeah. case. That looks dope as hell. I'm telling you, it exists. <laughs> I'm making it. I'm telling It's the first time I saw that happen, and I said, oh, my God. Yeah, that is wild. <laughs> that's wild. Um, all right. Let me ask you, what is... You can only take one fork, spoon, knife, or chopsticks. N- n- you mean like a, a they chef's can all, knife? They all have to go away. Or just no, no, they get it for dining. Oh, for dining. Chopsticks, spoon, fork, or knife. Don't care about the knife at the table. I can do it if I if I have to if I have to get rid of one or if, if I'm getting rid of all of them except chopsticks. If I can only have one, and I'm not chopsticks. doing that because I'm Asian. I just think it's the most. I was useful. just gonna say the same thing. I can do anything you can do with a fork. I can do with chopsticks. Yeah. Spoon. I'll pick up the bowl and yeah, I don't drink it myself. I'm a spoon. I don't even use a spoon anymore. What do I need a knife for? I still got teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember. I remember that like racist Seinfeld bit about how Chinese people continue to use chopsticks and couldn't see it, and I was like, "You are seeing this all wrong, my friend. This is the most advanced thing. It really is using chopsticks. How often do you still see, encounter people or eat with people who can't use them? All the time. Really? Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Well, I have a diverse group of friends. <laughs> That's one mark against having a diverse group of friends. All right, we can go. I think we got time for one more here. We can go one of two ways. I'll give you. I'll give you a taste. Uh, Carly, not Simon, has a question about regrets and missed opportunities. And Dave M W has a top five request. We'll do both. We'll do both. All right. Dave M W says we're entering the height of citrus season here. You got a top five. You want to do top five citrus fruits? I do love those sumo oranges. Yeah, sumo is amazing, especially when they're in season at the farmers market. Um, are sumos? I can't remember what they, they are satsumas? actually. I think they're no, sats- not satsumas. Sumo, man- they're mandarins, right? They're. I don't know what, but I love them. It's an oversized mandarin. Yeah, from Japan. They're great. With That's the top why, knot. Uh, and then I will go yuzu. Yeah, it's on mine. Meyer lemon. Then I'll go sudachi. Ooh. Is sudachi finger lime? No, it's a it's a lime ish. I will go then lime, kishu, mandarins, double mandarins. Hmm. Mm. No lemons. Get that shit out of here. I think a Meyer lemon cracks by type five. Uh, Meyer lemon, so overrated. It's not overrated. Yes, it is. It's absolutely not. And you are you are turning one eighty on Meyer lemon. I think it's one of the best. No, flavors. it's not. You know what it needs? More acidity. Yeah. I think they've gotten weirdly sweeter and less acidic over time. Well, there you go. You know why? Because they're, it has no position. 
they they need it has no position it's, it, it, you need you need to add acidity to it it's in between and it's very sweet that's why i think a meyer lemon the fragrance of meyer lemon is hard to beat for me it's really wonderful no it's not on my top 5 that's how you, i know you're still um have not fully been deprogrammed from the matrix Yuzu's on mine i like uh in terms of like things you can actually get at the market, I've always felt partial to Cara Cara oranges. The best citrus dish I ever had, I was cooking in um, Coldio with uh, Cook It Raw. Rene, uh, Pascal, uh, Atala was there, Claude Bussi, um, Peter Nielsen, uh, Magnus Nielsen was there. A bunch of, just like, I think Moro Cola Greco. That was, a, that was a hard dinner. And when you have all those chefs this is, this is why I know I'm a good expediter. I'm the one that has to expedite for that, the, those guys. Um, but uh, Pascal of Lestrance made a dish. It's in his cookbook. He asked, he, it was pomelo, which is a version of a grapefruit, but much larger. Mm-hmm. And he asked specifically for really dried, really old pomelos, where the, the cells of the fruit were sort of dry, quite mm-hmm, frankly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You peel them all, and you peel all the cells, so they're just... Each individual Well, it's a little bit easier because it's a little bit drier as well. But there was a giant, I don't know, say four or five pounds of... Of like orzo made out of grapefruit, basically. Um, And I had never seen that. And then he had, I believe it was artichoke, but I do know what was delicious, and it was the best citrus dish I've ever had because it didn't make any sense to me as to how he would do it. He then, it was like bernoisette, brown butter, and he sauteed the pomelo cells with a lot of black truffle. What? Yeah. It's beautiful. What? Yeah. But you said this is Mauro? No, this is Pascal Barbeau. He's so he... If there's a he dish... He riced there's the a, pomelo. No, he didn't ri- no. I mean, he, like, he broke it into individual grains, like citrus cells, mm-hmm. and then he sauteed that mm-hmm. with black like truffle. Like rice. And then just on its own? No. I think... It was with something else I can't remember, but all I remember is eating that. Did the little cells maintain integrity? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they like, mm-hmm. were still, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, that citrus flavor of a pomelo, which is not like a grapefruit. It is a grapefruit, but not really. It's a little bit, again, sort of in between. Mm-hmm. I just never thought of pairing that with black truffle, and it was just so fucking, I was like, you are genius. That's outrageous. Um, the best- That's the best citrus dish I've ever had. I can't remember. So, the, like, the best citrus experience I ever had was we did we did this thing when we were doing Lucky Peach. There was some like IBM engineer who made a ton of money, had retired, and then just, just decided to spend his not insignificant personal wealth on a piece of farmland in Santa Cruz that he had just populated with something like. Was this the later issues? No, it was. Uh, it was. He's asking because he tuned out. He doesn't remember the later issues, and he doesn't remember this article. I don't really this, this stop reading after like eight. No, 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 but this was amazing. I went to his farm in Santa Cruz with uh, with Adam Goldner, and he had collected. How's Adam Goldner doing? He's doing okay. I, I think I, I saw he was he was doing something the other day. I forgot what he was doing something interesting. One of the most ridiculous humans in the world. Ridiculous isn't the most interesting. Yeah, the most interesting people. He wrote a book oh about my, like I, finding the fountain of youth. He wrote a book called The Fruit Hunters, which was amazing. Those Canadians. Introduced me to some like Turkmenistani apricots. But we went down there and this engineer had spent all his money on like hundreds of citrus varietals. And it was just walking through a wonderland of crazy, crazy fruits. Uh, there's more citrus out there than people think. All right, here's the regret, regret question to, to finish this off. Carly, not Simon, wants to know if there are opportunities, what opportunities uh, you've been presented with that you were glad you passed up and or had regrets passing up? Um, I've been pretty, I've, I was public about a company that is very huge in the fast food world, but I can't really talk about it. I think I could. I was talking to my lawyers about it, but I don't really need the fucking bullshit. And they wanted to buy us many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was going to receive many shares of this company that is now set worth an extraordinary amount of money. Probably 40, 40 times at the this, valuation. At this exact moment, before you continue, I thought when you started describing this, I, I, I thought to myself, this is 100% in the uh, thankful he passed up category. But is it? No, it, it, it's something I think about because, um, you know, somebody that wound up working in a different 
version is re- is retired, right? Um, they made a, so much money. So, in, it, without going too much in it, I was going to have the ability to operate one con, two two different concepts, but I couldn't get everyone else that I wanted involved. My regret really is if I did that, I th- I know for sure because I was like thirty one, I'd probably be dead. Mm-hmm. I don't say that as a joke. I think I'd be 100% dead. Crazy survivor's guilt. It would be crazy, crazy, crazy. I, I don't know what I would be able to do. And I think about that because I'm like, you know. I was going to say something similar. Just thinking about where you were in your life at that point, the amount of money you would have, and the amount of stuff that you would not have resolved emotionally well, yeah. would not be good for you. And the thing is, like that probably happened on a serious level. Not like that. That was the most crazy one. Um, a couple more times, and I said no. You know, um, those are glad. Like Thirteen those years you were glad you passed up on. But I think about it as what if a lot because mm-hmm. it would be nice to have, you know, what would be just an obscene amount of wealth, but also like problematic. So I think about that, and I don't regret it because I wouldn't have my wife and wouldn't have my kids. I wouldn't be where I'm at. But it's sometimes I think about that as like, wow, that would have been totally fucking crazy. I think about what ifs a lot, a lot too much. <sighs> I will tell you right now. I think about what ifs way too much. I don't think about that like that. Um, what ifs. The reason why I don't is the, the opportunities that I missed were not because I didn't take the shot. Those are the ones you regret is if you didn't take a shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's a weird thing is sometimes the timing is just off. But for the most part, I get mad at myself because the timing was off or the execution wasn't perfect or I was just, I'm not mad because I was too early or certain things that happen in the world, like the pandemic fucking happened. I can't control those things. I can lament them, but I don't regret it. Um, but I think about not, i never took a dollar for 13 years. And I think my life would have been a lot easier had I taken money along the way. And, 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 you know, I regret not buying the real estate, which is why I tell people always, if you can buy the building, you should only open up a restaurant if you can buy the building hmm. wherever you're at. And I, I, I regret that tremendously. But I, try, I tried, <laughs> you know, I tried in vain to buy it. I remember trying to buy 32nd Avenue. Right, you know, during the height of the the financial crisis, but nobody wanted to buy it. And now that building's worth like sixteen million dollars. Yeah, so that's not a regret that you didn't try. You tried. Yeah, if you hadn't thought about it, I don't have too many regrets of not trying. I have regrets for doing it, and I could have done it better. Yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of timing and opportunity, you got to get out of here. No, one more. (laughs) Also, speaking of timing opportunity, I didn't have any more. So let's see what else I've got here. Uh, war, people are talking, saying we should be watching the menu food animes and they want us to watch the menu. I'm not going to watch the menu. Let's just, let's put this to rest and let this be the last question. Why don't you want to watch it? Why? <laughs> I mean, like it's the same thing with the bear. I, I watched it mainly because I wanted to support, uh, Courtney and Chris store. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could like know what they were doing and I, I'm, I'm excited for them on season two and it's amazing what's happened for them. I really wanted to watch it less to be relevant and more to be like, you know what? I should I'm friends with them. I want to support them. They did something good and we should watch it. I don't want to watch the menu because why? I mean, when I say that is what is it? If I wasn't in the restaurant industry, sure. But I don't need to watch it. I already know it's an indictment of it <laughs> in a in a co- comedic way. Like, I don't, why? I don't need to do that. I will probably never watch it. I, I think that, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. And I think that it's hard to describe it without sounding like a closed-minded dum-dum. But there's 0% chance I will enjoy anything watching that or gain anything that I didn't know. So, I mean... If I was, um, if I just got out of jail, would I want to watch, you know? Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> nah. Or Oz? No. No. We don't want to watch it. You know? That's, that's the perfect analogy. If I was, if I was a, a, a drug dealer in Baltimore, 
recovered from doing that. And I just, you know, would I want to watch The Wire? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I just, I, I'm not saying I can't. I know that people enjoyed it. I just don't have to watch it. And I'm not. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. And uh, to the, I can't remember the person on Discord that said the reason why there's only uh, five stars is because six stars is divisible by two. Is like. <laughs> What? It's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever read. And the last thing I will say is, next, I, I was trying to communicate with these Discord people. Next time we do this, we will do it again. I'm going to turn the audio on so they can hear us again. We'll do a live. We're going to do some live. Just versions. understand this. The reasoning why we only have a five-star system, and it's at five stars, is because six is divisible by two. For, for, for a millisecond, that blew my mind. And then I said, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> we need to have some kind of um, test. To allow people. Yeah. That that comment cannot be allowed to stand. Divisible by two. Give us give us six and a half stars. By the prime. The prime number. Right. Give us, give a, us a, prime give us a prime number of stars. Number of stars. <laughs>